Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics Show podcast. Love Podcast (laughs) 8, this is the Politics Show podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Two in 24 hours. You know we had to do it to them. (laughs) That is as impressive as like, you know, the, the meme of the man standing in the shorts. Doing two podcasts in 24 hours is, impre- is as impressive as that guy's fit. Do you know who he's talking about? No. The meme. You have to be more specific, my guy. You know the guys, you know how to do it to him? And it's him like, as if oh, like flexing. Right. Hmm. Oh, I see, I see. Like Stunting on him, yeah. Uh, flexing his outfit. Mm. And it's just a, a very fine outfit. Ed Campbell, the golden boy. Hello. How are you, sir? <laughs> he's <Good>. so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ava's not well. In my defence, this has only happened in the past hour. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's come on quick. It's happened in real time before our very eyes. Listeners of the podcast won't be familiar with the office politics of Ed's militancy when it comes to people who <laughs> coming into the office who are sick. So I, maybe you should explain your position. I think it's insane and selfish. You know, when people are like come in and they're like so snotty. Well, you, you didn't you usually. Didn't usually, it around, usually, sorry. usually it's me. Uh-huh, but you, usually it's people me. come in with a temperature, like, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry, it's not COVID." I don't care. I don't want that either. <laughs> I don't want your horrible cold. Well, sorry about that. Ah, uh, you about just fucking, just fucking deal with it. Okay. Well, it was like two meters away from me. You so. think that's two meters? I embrace it. Men really overestimate, <laughs> like, don't they? <laughs> I think that's about, I don't know, 20 meters away. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's huge. It's the biggest. I can't fathom a larger distance than that. Ava Santina, the Capital J journalist, other than being ill, how are you? Well, well good. I'm, I'm frightened of him now, though. That's Ed's uh, stated aim. What to make it ever frightened of me? <laughs> For everyone to exist in a perpetual state of fear. Absolutely. From my militant crackdown on germs. What you can't see is when you look at me, he's sitting there like this. <laughs> looking at me. Oh, wow. That's the thumbnail. <laughs> Don't make Ed angry. <laughs> Have you seen the thumbnail from yesterday? Not yet, no. It's quite a good one, I think. Because you made it. Oh no! no, no it's... Well, yeah, that. But that's why it's good, I guess. He had it up, and I went, "Wow." Sean will listen to this. You know, he'll listen to this. Yeah, listen up, buddy. Sean's off. <laughs> Sean's off, ladies and gentlemen. Ed's coming for him. That is good. I thought you were going to muzzle us. I couldn't work out how to. T- it looked quite weird. And it was like a, it became a weird sex thing. I couldn't really 
I didn't love it. At what it. point would you photoshopping <laughs> muscle onto Ava's face? And you think, this isn't right. I'll stop doing this now. I was the only one with the muscle. <laughs> Ed's in the corner like Indiana Jones. It was, it was, it was when the HR manager tapped me on the shoulder. <laughs> Maybe not this. No, it was odd. I mean, Sean Bailey's making a good go of it today, but you're coming for his crown. You're Absolutely. coming for his more biggest misogynist yeah. of Wednesday, the 3rd of January. Yeah. We were talking about, um, oh God, I've forgotten his name, the guy who just won the darts last night. Luke, Luke Littler. Littler. Yeah. Uh, and his his inappropriately aged girlfriend yesterday. Yeah. And like, we, we'd only said it for maybe like 10 seconds and HR from the corner of the room shouted, that is so illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I think she shouted that statutory rape actually. Oh, she did. Across, she did. Across, she did. Across, across the office. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't know if they're having sex. Which is an alarming thing to hear through your headphones. Do we hope they are or aren't having sex? <laughs> your headphones yeah, you're like oh my god there's a statutory rape in the office <laughs> somebody do something it's, uh, it's like the, in the office when Brent's doing that like training scheme <laughs> there's been a statutory rape up there <laughs> um, do we or do we not hope he's having sex is that the question you just posed to yeah, us I, uh, what do we think I don't think you should be thinking about a 16 year old and whether they are or not, are not having sex it's not what I'm thinking about them doing it Wait, so if you're 16, <laughs> mm -hmm. you can have sex. That's, that's the age. Yeah, but with a, you probably shouldn't have it with a 21-year-old. We, we talked what? about this yesterday. Why he's are having, you looking at me? He's I just, it's your I, turn to speak. I've it's a podcast. No, oh, oh my <laughs> God, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> you looked at I'm me to, to be like, like sorry. Sheet, no. <laughs> What's the law? <laughs> I was just inviting you for your opinion. I don't know. I'm not good at age gap relationships. I've always dated men who are very 14. inappropriately aged for me. Year old. <laughs> no, the other way. The other way. <laughs> oh my god. Gotcha. Luke Littler is living every 16-year-old's dream. He's about to win half a million pounds. He's got a 21-year-old gamer girlfriend, and he's having a kebab overnight for dinner. Sorry, you've missed the fact that he's sick at darts. Well, that's why he's going to win half a million pounds. Yeah, but you made it sound like it was the financial motivation yeah. rather than. You could, you could sack all of those things off. I can hit double tops every time. Job oh, done. He's so good at it. He is very okay, good so at it. Okay, so following on from our conversation yesterday where we said that all men think that they could beat a certain animal. Yeah. Do you think that you could win the darts? No. No. I don't think I could. Do you think that a lot of men would think they could yes, win Yes, I the think darts? a lot of men would think they did. I think darts, when you watch, someone was saying... I like how you guys skipped over the age range relationships conversation. You didn't want to do it. I didn't want to incriminate Eva anymore. Well, you, 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 yeah. Stop that. You were concerned about libel. Stop that. No, um, yeah, obviously I think it's weird that a 16-year-old is dating a Because you, you were doing, you were doing, you just did a whole, like, fucking teenage boys, oh, oh my God, it's a nightmare, I've got to have sex with a grown woman thing. <laughs> And when the, when the when the sexes of the two people involved are reversed, everyone goes, "That is disgusting. Yeah, That's yeah, bad." Yeah. But I, I think I do think it's bad. It's weird. I think I'm just very. I, I'm quite normal. I don't know. Like, this is why I think I'm, <laughs> I'm okay actually normal with turning thirty because, like, ever since I've been twenty-two, I've been dating like basically forty-year-olds, <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, fourteen-year-olds, fourteen. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Because in theory, like it shouldn't matter. Should the 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 sex of the two people involved should be irrelevant, right? The yeah. age is the age. No, but it is odd. But but I think there's also a real like nice old man. But that's what thing. I'm saying. Because like, it's, but, it's like, it's, it's, it's but like it shouldn't be like that. It's like Macron and his wife. Yeah, obviously, you're like, that's teacher, fucking sick, man. And everyone's gonna kind of like that's actually that kind of rules. Okay, yeah. maybe you think that. I think that other people have been like, that's very strange that she was his teacher. Well, you, two things can exist. But they are French, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> it's very different. It has a certain je ne sais quoi. Have we discussed our French stat? On, do you remember the one that was like from months ago? Have we discussed this on the pod? I don't know. Seemingly 10% of French people are victims of incest. Prolific. That's insane. Yeah. Why aren't they doing more about that? <laughs> Someone should be tackling this. <laughs> I think that's 10% of the country. <laughs> The sexual politics of France is something that I think you can only understand. Uh, you can only understand after years and decades, in fact, of dedicated study. <laughs> Bang it! No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, how do you study it? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know how you, you go about researching 12, that. You have your first experience. Well, with no, because there's this, there's that guy that I mean, I, I'm Depardieu, the yes. guy at the moment, who's I think faces quite serious sexual assault allegations. But then we're just like most famous French people. Yeah, and that's the point, because the president, not. Macron's backed him. No, he hasn't! Yeah, he has. You're joking. <laughs> no, Macron has backed him. Carla Bruni backed him. That's so weird. 
What? This is what I mean. On what grounds? Because he's like a savant. So they're like, ah, oh, but the cinema, c'est fantastique. <laughs> That's mental. Yeah. That's sort of like how, I don't know, we projected Gary Glitter. <laughs> I don't think it's quite, think it's quite <laughs> the same. Yes, it is. English people were at home going, yeah, but the songs were quite good. Does anyone say that about Glitter? <laughs> One of, I remember listening to the song and didn't know who did it. And it was Gary Glitter. And I was disappointed because the song was really good. It's like when you watch a Woody Allen film, you don't want to like it. But they are really good films. I really, I do not enjoy Woody Allen at all. None you don't like Annie Hall? No, I don't. I'm so, do you know the, the thing that I think like cements in my brain how creepy he is, is that weird conversation he had with Twiggy. And I don't think I've seen that film. La no, it's not. Laura will know what I'm talking about. Do you know that clip that's going around? And he's like, oh, he says to her like, oh, well, you know, who are your favourite philosophers? Oh. She's like, oh, I don't know any. Can you name one? And he's like, well, I like all of them. And like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, but, he's, but I can st he still made Annie Hall, and Annie Hall's a very good film. Sure, but what I mean is, he was trying to make her look really stupid. Yes, and in my head, that I think that that means he likes to make young women look stupid, and then also because he's got a sexual um, desire to sleep with young women, that to me just makes me think he's got no respect for young girls. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I completely, obviously, no respect for young girls. I completely agree with that. But you like Annie Hall? <laughs> I think Annie, I think I, art and artist. Art and artist. Yeah. Annie Hall. Well, he likes Annie Girl, so. I don't think I've seen a single Woody Allen film. I remember, I remember being like, well, it can't be that good. Watch Annie Hall. It's unbelievable. It's so good. It's such a good film. Mm. People, I think we should. Uh, he's done his time. Let's, well, let's bring, do it. Let's, let's bring him back. Let's do a new segment every week. Okay. Of rehabilitating. Most Woody problematic, Allen. problematic men with good films. Who've made who've made good art? There we go. Pirates of the Caribbean. That can be your segment. What about what about the music of the Lost Prophets? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think that meets the metrics of being good enough. To be fair, <laughs> I think it actually doesn't. Meet Anyone clinging on to the music of the Lost Prophets <laughs> needs to be they need to interrogate that a bit more because it's yeah. not worth separating from the artists. <laughs> Keep. Are they um? Join to the artists. I wonder how many listens that they still get. On Spotify, isn't it insane that H from Steps' real name is Ian Watkins? Yeah, that is, oh, I did not know that. It's, it's like I think a newspaper, I don't know which one, used the image <coughs> of H from Steps in the Ian Watkins article. Which is you one, would be fuming, oh, wouldn't you? You'd be furious. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. opening your morning have, um, paper. Fifty thousand monthly listeners. So it's that's 50, down. Thousand people. Oh shit! Sorry. Well, he's down, but they, they, I think it's still too many. <laughs> Yeah, fifty thousand people out there. Do you think that they? Do you think they don't know about the crime, or do you think that they listen through, like you know, that they can really separate the art from the artist? They're actually the same people I meet at my Woody Allen marathons. <laughs> Is that when you all sit down and watch Woody Allen films, or when you all dress up as Woody Allen and run a marathon? <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like you turn up with a load of young girls and you're all running away from Woody Allen. <laughs> Get, he's coming. <laughs> Have I, have I ever showed you one of my favourite TikToks of all time? Is it, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Do you have to describe it though? Ah. This, I think this, um, this is when we, this brought us on the conversation about how TikTok is a more honest platform yeah. than interacting. Yeah, so one of my favourite TikToks of all time is so funny. a video of what I assume is like a pub crawl um, vibe. And there's like a kid, there's not a kid, a man dressed as a child on a scooter. And he's like scooting down a road, like kind of mock screaming. And then the camera pans and he's being chased by like 20 of his mates who are all in various <laughs> forms of dress as Jimmy Savile. <laughs> I think they're on scooters as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, no, they might also be on scooters. I think everyone's on a scooter. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. It's so funny. It's incredibly funny. Oh, we were saying... <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going on TikTok to find it. <laughs> but we, the reason we found that interesting is because this it, the video had like, I think, it must have been... Millions of views. Yeah, mil millions of views. And we were saying that, that that can go viral on TikTok because the nature of engagement on TikTok is very private. So you like something, no one else knows that you've liked it. So you're much more authentic and honest, whereas on a platform like Twitter, a video like that would 
it would go viral, but it would go viral because everyone was quote tweeting it being like, this isn't funny. Uh -huh. You shouldn't joke about this. Uh, you wouldn't be like, you wouldn't quote tweet it saying this is the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> because there'd be some you would, you would instead start a podcast and <laughs> then after about 100 episodes, you'd go on the podcast and tell everyone that you found it to be one of the funniest things you've ever seen. You and me start a movie review one? podcast dressed as Woody Allen and Jimmy Savile. Uh, yes. Yeah, it is that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is that one. <laughs> So that's funny. It's really dark. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. It's so funny. <laughs> right, should we talk about the things we're meant to talk about? I think that was what we were supposed to talk about. Yeah, that's what, right? that was, That's all that was written here. What does it say there? Sorry. <laughs> it says, Woody Allen, French incest, <laughs> Savile TikTok, and it's just you've scrolled it. <laughs> yeah. Pen. Can we bring Lost Profits back? <laughs> <sighs> Savile Talk. Um, do you know what else is going viral on TikTok? It's content. Yeah. Hey. It's doing well. Hey. Yeah. My guy. Yeah. The, my dispatch from Leicester, the least white place in Britain. Every time I've gone to write that on a headline, I have written the whitest. And then I've... I've yeah, you said it to us yesterday when you were oh, trying to explain you it, said it and said the so, and that's the opposite. Do you want to explain the idea behind uh, that series and ideally as well offer some justification for the fact that it is not just like race baiting headlines oh is it not <laughs> <laughs> is it not <laughs> oh, I thought I thought it was I don't know <laughs> oh I don't really want to do anything so my next video <laughs> native Brits under threat <laughs> cancel the trip to Rotherham cancel it Britain is full <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm going to begin every video from now on. So where would you stand? Where, where, where would be the best place to do that intro? Britain is full in like... A, a tube carriage. Like London Bridge Station when it's jumping. That's mm. actually really funny. You could actually just go to various very busy spots and shout, <laughs> Britain is full. As you can see here, Britain is full. Smash cart you at the top of a mountain. Or is it? <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, we've got a budget for this. We can get you on a mountain. Yeah. It has to be a local one. A local mountain. What's the nearest mountain to us? Scarfell Pike? Where is Scarfell Pike? What about a hill? That. You could go for a hill. Yeah. You can make it look like a mountain, I suppose. Anyway, back to my... Back to extreme Sorry, let's make this all about me again. <laughs> anyway, when I'm not race baiting, um, <laughs> the idea is to go to the most something part of Britain and ask them a pertinent question, go to the wealthiest place in Britain and ask them about um, a wealth tax or an income tax. Uh, go to, we've actually, it's actually come from two videos I've done before, the most Brexit place in Britain and the most Tory place in Britain mm. and ask them if they regret it, basically. So just go to the most something place in the UK and ask the local, see how that affects local politics and voters around them. He's really keen to go to the highest place in Britain I think it's so and can't figure out the question to ask. I suggested flooding, but I don't know what else you would... What, you go to the highest place in Britain? Yeah, like above, above sea yeah. level. And ask about flooding? I well, think we're like... In, I, I don't even know what you ask. I think you should go like... You talk about the wind speed? The infrastructure involved. But do you, you've got to... You've got to if you listen to Gardener's Question Time, you'll know that you have to do a very different set of plants. What's the weather like up there? <laughs> I say that to everyone I meet. <laughs> For people who haven't seen me in real life, I'm a lot shorter than Ollie and Ava, so that's why that's funny. Do you think that um, people who watch your video will, will be able to separate the art from the artist? I hope so, because I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rat bastard. <laughs> I still like Woody Allen. <laughs> Um, what did you learn in Leicester, Ed? What did I learn in Leicester? Um, uh, also... Right. No, it's just stretching. <laughs> it got very close to whacking me one. Um, I would never do that. <laughs> what did I learn in Leicester? There, it seems to be... Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, it's one for one. What are we doing? Stretching. Okay. Anyway, you seem to need time to figure out your answer about what you learned whilst you're in Leicester, so I'm <laughs> buying you I time. Did, I, did, I, did, I filmed that video about four months ago. Yeah. So, I, so it's all up. He's mm, actually playing the film Annie Hall in his head. From He's in his happy place. <laughs> <laughs> Screening on the inside of my eyelids. Um, yeah, some good social hegemony. Is that what I mean? I just I'm said not sure. I don't know. Do what, no, what do you mean by that? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you.
Did you learn anything in Leicester? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ava, what did you learn about Ed's trip to Leicester <laughs> after you watched the video? <laughs> um, well, quite a bit about social hegemony. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the contrast between the normal people of Leicester and that guy who managed to fit in basically every conspiracy theory in Britain in less than a minute. How are you feeling about immigration at the moment? Well, I'll, I'll say what I think. Yeah. And I'm not a racist, but I'm a realist. Mm. Right? Mm. I'll speak up. Back in the old days, 1066, right, yeah, when the Normans landed, was that called an invasion, yeah? When um, the Vikings landed... Military-aged men, they called it an invasion when I was at school. And when the Allies landed on the beaches of Normandy, D-Day, that was the, that was the invasion, wasn't it? Is the difference not, it's an army, versus like the Normans were an army, the Vikings were an army. They were, they were armies, weren't they? Yeah. Invading armies. That's, but that, that is, surely that's the difference. Well, what you call, military-aged men... I'm, I'm a military-aged okay, man. Okay, fine, not a problem. Yeah. Yes, and he also mentioned the Battle of Hastings. Oh, uh, back in the old days. Uh, when he talks about 1066. The old, the old days, yeah. William the Conqueror. Mm. Invasion. I think that's... He was good, wasn't he? Because he... you normally only get World War II veterans, but you got a real veteran. Uh, <laughs> no school like the old school. <laughs> it's the evolution of it. As I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is hackneyed, the World War II references. Battle of Hastings. That's what, that's what I'm going to be. That's, that's what... That's England I remember. Who remembers William the Conqueror? <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers Harold Godwinson? It's it's new. I've, I'm familiar with the nostalgia for the Blitz spirit. I'm not familiar with nostalgia for the Norman yoke. <laughs> <laughs> when England was England. <laughs> um, very posh people don't see you as posh unless you were here before 1066. Yeah. Oh, what, as like an aristocrat? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's someone I know, well, someone I know's husband is very, very posh, but he always maintains he's not very posh because he came in 1067 and says his family were the caterers. <laughs> <laughs> and did they think you were posh? Are you pre or post 66? Am I? Yeah. No, I'm, um, I'm Italian. Not on both sides, though. We don't talk about... Well, how English we don't, we don't plumb the genealogy of that side of the family. <laughs> no, anything. he's from Liverpool, isn't he? So, yeah, actually, maybe I am posh. I like how she's mocking you by touching her nose with that tissue. She's really <laughs> feeling like, I am ill. What do you want me to do? We could rattle through this, couldn't we? But we've been we talking could. about Woody incest. <laughs> Ed, do you have anything else you'd like to say about your video? I mean, I th this happened last time with your really good piece on the far right where we did it for one episode and I asked you questions about it and you were like, I'm not sure. And then we had to do it again an episode later <laughs> so you, when you gathered your thoughts about the video. You did that about the bullies as well, actually. Yeah. I think because I prefer to let the work... Oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the I don't fuck really need, up. I don't need to feel, feel the need to justify my work. I let it speak for myself. Listener, I'm not, I'm not Ed, and I yesterday, Ed and I yesterday literally had a conversation outside of these microphones where we were like, yeah, it'd actually be really good if on the podcast we spent more time talking about our journalism than the original <laughs> videos we made. Is that what you were doing in that room for like two hours yesterday? Yeah. Among other things. And there, was, there, was a, there was a screening. Yeah. That, what's the, what's yeah, the film? Yeah. Annie Hall. There was a screening of Annie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> It looked like you were doing what we do at the desk, but like in another room, and I was just not invited. Yeah, boy time. It's boy dinner. <laughs> boy dinner. Did you see that Amazon Prime tweet no. over Christmas? What was that? Have you watched Saltburn? No. Yeah. Oh, was it the bath by each other? Yeah. Boy dinner. They took a screenshot. <laughs> I know, they took I know a screenshot of that and tweeted it with boy dinner. That's insane. Now, I loved Saltburn. Did you like it? I haven't watched it. But I went to the replies and apparently it's a joke about eating cum. Yeah, yeah. He, he came in the bath and then the man who loved him came in and drank the bath water. C can any of us honestly say? <laughs> <laughs> was, there was water as well. In the, it was yeah. like the end of the bath water. You shouldn't be drinking bath water anyway. Is that just <laughs> that's the Let alone when it's <laughs> contaminated <laughs> in that manner. Calm, fine. <laughs> it's actually not that vulgar if you watch it. That is quite vulgar. No, in truly. context of it, it's not that vulgar. Is there more vulgar stuff within it? Well... Don't you see Barry Kay's knob? What, is that vulgar to you? No, it's delightful. Right. I think this can still be vulgar. Yeah, it looked like quite a small baguette. 
Sorry, what did I say that? Oh, un petit peu de pain. Ouais. Mais oui, c'est délicieux. Non, 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 non. <laughs> Macron nodding approvingly. <laughs> This, ah oui, c'est cinéma. <laughs> c'est magnifique. <laughs> what about Jacob Elordi? Any shaft? No. <laughs> Um, Just hole. When... <laughs> ah, the connoisseur's choice. Jacob Elordi bent over, spreading wide. <laughs> he does. Um, Barry has sex with a grave. That's what? Yeah, that's not. That's vulgar. Yeah. I guess so. Oh, mais non. <laughs> 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 en France? Oh, en France. C'est normal. <laughs> <laughs> the release salt burn in France, yeah. Feels like, feels like it sounds like it would be a hit. Sounds like it would be a hit. No, no, wouldn't be it? Because it's not shocking. It's the most normal film in the world. <laughs> <laughs> This is vanilla, guys. And they are not brothers? <laughs> Them counting the characters to see which one. Yeah. Which one what? Is, a bit, is the incest victim. I said yes, and then I didn't get it. <laughs> do you want my tissue? You should definitely throw that to him, yeah. No, don't do that. He would love that. I would hate that. He would love that. <laughs> no. What should we talk about? Can you imagine trying to register that as an HR complaint? <laughs> Quite easily. I put my tissue in your face. <laughs> I think it's quite a clear cut one. I don't think that's. You just threw uh, what could be construed as a tissue at Ava. No, I didn't. I threw it over yeah. there. Towards the camera. It was in her general direction. I, I think you would be well within your rights to respond. Yeah. With what? Well, that's worse. I think the rules of engagement are if they shoot first, you shoot back. <laughs> just ask the Taliban. <laughs> Uh, that well, we, we, conducted, that well we conducted an illegal war for more than a decade on those terms. <laughs> That, that well-known... That's what we call our HR protocols here. What the Taliban... Kandahar rules. It's <laughs> called the Taliban. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Not another one? It's the politics show. Cast. Right, should we talk, should we talk, uh, Ava, do you want to talk about the journalism you did today? Yeah, can I just like, can I just... You're going to blow your nose? nose. <laughs> no, I'm not going to blow Can we get nose. a shot of Ed whilst, uh, the split screen of, whilst Ava blows her nose, Ed's facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you actually, can you actually do, um, do you know like when you fade it in, so there's like half a face and... <laughs> like in Greece. <laughs> yeah, can you do that, but I'm blowing my nose and Ed's like, the summer... <laughs> You know the right. Yeah, yeah. Nigel. Yeah, please. You don't want to say anything about Leicester? Uh, it, no, he's obviously saving it for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do two hours solo tomorrow. <laughs> he has to go and read all the quote tweets and then he can decide what he thinks uh, about it. Yeah, no, I think I do. There are some good quote tweets. All of the good accounts are quote tweeting. Yeah, there's one account in particular. Which one? Ed squealed like a little girl. Oh, shut up. Oh, who was it? No, no, no. No, I'm not going to say it on the thing. But I want to know who it is. I'll tell you afterwards. It's... The most obvious one. It's the one we know, the, the person that he loves. Mm. Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually making it into the next film, and I'm in it. <laughs> Does the Twitter account count as art or artist? <coughs> Our tweets are... I think that's art. You can say, who's, who's the worst person you know with the best Twitter? 
Yes, to be honest. It's over. Yeah. You've turned tweet notifications off now, which is good. I have, yeah. I have. I trust you now. <laughs> Only took two years. Which... <laughs> What, what made you trust me? Which part of it? I've changed nothing. I've done, I've done nothing better. Where have you been today, Ava Santina? Um, I've been uh, not with Nigel Farage. Mm, interesting. Yeah. A break from your regular journalistic behaviours. Well, you know, behaviors. every Wednesday, me and the boys, a couple of cigars down the arts club. Mm. <laughs> um, so Reform had their New Year's press conference today and it well it, we didn't actually we, we didn't learn anything new so what what seemed to have happened so so basically that it's some polls are predicting that they're going to get about 10 percent of the of the votes at the election what did we not find out who their candidate for the wellingborough by-election is yeah but was that like breaking who is it oh do you know oh was that oh who? you can break the news to ed was that actually breaking news because I, I thought so. that was already announced break the news to ed because i actually did see a political journalist tweet it and i thought you moron we knew that but mm. maybe we didn't ben habib is going to be the um wellingborough by election remind me who ben habib is um he how do i describe him to you brexit party mep i think um many times so he's like he's 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 one of those periphery characters that's always been sort of floating around a nigel farage political operation okay. He said something amazing, amazing. He thought that there should be a war in Ireland because of oh, what? Ben, we've tried that before. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go well, son. We will. Well, you'll be able to. We got the whole exchange film, so we'll, that we'll, you, we'll, you can see that tomorrow. But there is a, there's a journalist at one point does ask him, "Who would you like to shoot at?" He doesn't quite give. What? A, what the hell's the context of this? Because it doesn't make sense. But what did he say? Well, he wants to take back Northern Ireland from. from that's we the have big that. question. <laughs> that is the big we question. We still have that. Um, anyway, you can watch. No, it no, he meant for Ireland. He oh. was. He was. The, he was the six counties. Back. No. No, for UK. Um, but that was the confusion, and you can you can watch that. On the okay. Tomorrow. Um, um, so anyway, the point being, they are going to stand in every seat. We also already knew that. There just there seemed to be quite a big gaping hole, which was Jacob Hollardis. <laughs> And <laughs> that was, <laughs> what was I saying? You said there was a gaping hole. There was an LRD. <laughs> Nigel Farage. <laughs> Nigel Farage is an LRD. Okay. He wasn't there. He was, wasn't he in there. The, was he in the back? He wasn't there at all. Mm. And all the press were outside waiting, looking for him, like, where is he? And we're told that he is the master of political timing. So when he comes back to the fold, it'll be just at the right moment. <coughs> the right moment is not now. It's like Godot. Pardon? Waiting for Godot. Sure. I don't know what you just said. Um, but yes, they're going to stand in every constituency. Now, the by-election coming up That was an anti-Scottish with... joke, and it was really rude, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No, I know it wasn't. I'm saying it was there to try and offend you. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to provoke offense from, from you towards her, Ava. But well, don't deploy it when it's not needed. Otherwise, He's already annoyed at me. I'm ill. Ill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nodding. Yeah. What do you do when your girlfriend gets sick? Avoid her. Do you actually... Banishes her. <laughs> I actually bet She's you exiled. Do. Yeah. I don't live with her. No. It's quite easy to avoid. We should do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when you lock her bedroom door... <laughs> Because he's to avoid her. Yeah. I like that that's how it's framed and it's not that what? he gets to go over when she lets him. Yeah. Which is the truth. But I suppose in that, isn't that anytime someone's a guest in your house, they're only there because you let them. It's never framed as that. It's framed positively. It's more mm. than would you like to come around rather than I'm letting you in my house. Do we think reform should be doing better than they are? Yes, they're fucking shitting the bed. Why would they be doing, why should they be doing better than they are? Okay, um, massive anti-establishment sentiment in the country, failing Tories, deeply unpopular Prime Minister, people crying out for a right-wing alternative. You should be doing better than 10% Absolutely. of the polls. I think that... And coming up um, doing better than Starmageddon. Con-socialist. <sighs> I think that 11% is pretty good polling for a party that has <clears throat> one leader, no MPs, 
and a couple of candidates, not enough candidates. No actual binding set of policies. I actually think that's pretty impressive. Entire media apparatus sat, set up to basically cater to their grievance politics. So that's actually where it, that is really interesting because I, when I was there, I was counting the number of people who were in the Reform Party who were also presenters on <laughs> television channels. And um, it's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> So they so they have they have like a, a mouthpiece. No, no, wait, direct wait, yeah, 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 wait, 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 wait. Alex Phillips introduced. Yeah. Richard Tice. She presents on. Talk. Richard Tice, then delivers the keynote speech. Who presents for? GP News. And then you had Ben Habib. Ben Habib. Regular contributor. Right. On like everything, LBC, mm. Sky, all of them. And then outside, I saw Dr. David Bull, presenter on Talk TV. Hmm. See how they're going to stand. <gasps> Howard, what's his name? Mayoral candidate. Webb. From Halifax. What's his name? The guy who is hand, who's standing to be the reform London mayoral candidate. He's also a regular contributor on every news channel. So. In that context, then, should they be doing better than 10 or 11%? Well, now you put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> both, of the, both, uh, of, both of these should be more polished. As in, they just look lame. In that, like, that, that press conference, I think, was quite embarrassing. Nigel Farage went there, and they had that shit meme of Starmer and Sunak. I actually thought that meme was really I thought it was clever. Dreadful. Okay, so we have two... We agree on the central premise that it does feel very Middle England, their whole presentation, right? Mm. But we disagree on... You think that is bad and a bit cheap, and I think it is... It, <laughs> no, but I don't, I don't. You don't have to laugh. You can show your truth. You <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's extremely clever. I think that is really. I think that is calculated. I think it's intentional, and I think that that is appealing to a very particular audience who likes poppies. But I think it's a misfire in terms of think, talking about Starmageddon. No one thinks. No one in their right mind thinks Starmer is a serious, like, red socialist threat, and so. I thought it was actually quite funny, him, like, the, the, the massive Starmer and the globe on fire. I was like, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous image. It's not going to have any... Like, people aren't going to take that seriously because it's not a serious... It's not a serious sentiment. There's not, like, a... Starmer isn't the same as Corbyn. is that people aren't scared of Starmer. Yeah, but I do think that in some parts of the electorate, I do think that him being in Corbyn's shadow cabinet has quite significant cut-through for some voters. Yeah, but still, if if it, if it had some cut through, he wouldn't be. I don't think he'd be Can, where he is in the polls. I think it'd be lesser. Still. Will Will people take your criticism of Starmer as the big red, the red under the bed, right? If you're simultaneously yeah. also calling Rishi Sunak a socialist, their points, their expert. Don't make me sit here and do PR for reform. I'm just trying to tell what you. They're you, you do it. They're they're it. You. <laughs> this is you doing it. You can opt out you. at any time. So. I'll just refer back to the slides. Uh, <laughs> Official Sorry, reform just, Let me just go to my, te my text with Richard Tice. Let me just pull this up. Right, so let me talk to you about the catastrophic cocktail, a risk near you in 2024. More tax... That sounds like a fucking good night out. This Can I get three catastrophic cocktails, please? Yes, please. Yeah, so Starmageddon, a risk near you. More taxes, closer to the EU, more government spending, more nanny state regulations, more mass immigration. I really need to go and blow my nose. <laughs> oh, my God. The thing for me, Ed, is I think he gets to play politics on easy mode. I think he has... No. Tice. Yes. Sorry. He has a, a client media apparatus around mm -hmm. him. He can promise completely insane things and never be held accountable for delivering them. So I think one of the things on there... Uh, cutting, it was uh, increasing the income tax threshold to £20,000, mm. uh, cutting fuel duty by a further 20 pence. You can just promise these things and pe yeah, yeah, yeah. people will go, my fucking God, that sounds You're amazing. Genius. That's galaxy brain stuff. And then... See how they say they're going to... Oh, no, that's your, your piece of paper. I thought my tissue was on top. See how they say they're going to stand in every seat. Yeah. What is the sense of them standing in, for example, Nahila Naniar? 
like the Western Isles. Mm. I don't ne- think that they count that. I have to be really honest with you. When they say they're well, going so to they're going to have 650 <laughs> candidates. And then they're like, no, no, he there's said, only 20,000 people in the electorate there. He said England, Wales and Scotland, didn't he? He said every seat in England, Wales and Scotland. Yeah. They so haven't looked at the fucking map. Yeah, but Scotland... Like Shetland. Like, Scotland to English people is Glasgow and Edinburgh. And that's yeah, it. And the borders. And more. Nah, Maybe Aberdeen because of the oil. Can I have Perth? Uh, I don't have any strong opinions about Perth, to be honest with you. I quite like it. Do I like Perth? I don't know. I actually don't. I, I don't know enough about. I look, I actually Perth think Shrek. they've got a really interesting offer. I think you're being so charitable to them. I'm not being charitable. Go on, then. I, go on, go on. No, I, go on, go on. I think that you've got two parties who have actually very similar offerings because whatever the Labour is just following whatever the Conservatives do, right? Because they're letting them trip themselves over rather than actually, you know, start, whatever. That's their plan, but. Reform are actually offering a very clear alternative. I think that is interesting. And I think it is interesting in the context of previous by-elections we've had. Just in the last one, you would have had a Conservative hold that seat if Reform hadn't run in that constituency. Do you know, do you know who, who else I appreciate widening the Overton window of politics? Marine Le Pen. What? What's that? What, is that a Jacob Elordi thing? Like, what <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think it's a reductive <laughs> argument to say, well, at least they're different. Okay. I don't think that's what it was saying. I'm saying I think that they they actually offer an alternative, so people might go to the ballot box with an actual like, I'm going to vote for these people, not because it's not the Conservatives, but because I actually like the policy. I, d- I don't think that's why they'd vote for them. I think it's pe- right wing people who would never vote for Labour defecting to the reform. So reform did that, got those great by election results, and then they've so instead of capitalising this and doing something good and like propelling onto this and basically I haven't seen any movement or, or any polling since this press conference but I don't think Starmageddon is going to move the dial in any significant way it just seems completely they seem to have missed, the, missed a goal, an open goal semi-open goal keep it down you think the reform have missed an open goal with this press conference yeah I think they could have with done a lot more conference. yeah well I think in their defence I think that Farage was meant to be there but it's, but it's so shitty as in like if, if your only, if, if your entire platform and the success of your press conference depends on Nigel Farage being there and he's not there, you should completely shut the bed. Why wasn't he there? Like make him, like he should. Because apparently he's got perfect political timing. Well, he wants that. Like time. fuck off. <laughs> Look, is is your anger at me at reform? Or <laughs> am I angry I'm at you or am I angry at Richard Tate? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I meant because I'm I'm sick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? I'm good. He just checked out a while ago. I'm just listening to what you're saying. That's all. Um, Come on, tell me more about how shit my analysis was. <laughs> no. I just think to say, oh, you know, they're offering something different to Labour and the Conservatives, so that's a good thing. It's like, uh, well, like large parts of their policy platform are climate denial and um, insane insane tax cuts. You know, I don't think it's... I don't think we should just be like, well, it's, it's good. But I they're... didn't say it was good. I wasn't saying, congratulations, these are good policies. I was saying it's not as if they're just offering... When they were the Brexit party, they were offering exactly what Boris Johnson was offering in 2019. This time they're offering something markedly different. Voters can therefore make a choice on it. I'm not saying, oh, I fucking love <laughs> less net zero. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't think that's what you were saying. Well, do you know what? It felt like that's what you felt, mm. right? You, so why don't you go and talk about that on LBC? <laughs> Dig. Yeah. Why, why don't you do that on your radio show? <laughs> That'll get him. <laughs> get out of my pub! It's the politics show cast. So HMRC are going to start tracking people's sales on apps like Vinted and eBay. Um, if you sell more than the £1,000 allowance, you're liable to pay the taxes on it. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and feelings. You- Ed's got a very... Co- Ed read a, a piece. Two pieces. And now he Fucking hell, tax expert. Absolutely. Well, basically, it's only going to affect businesses. If you're just yeah. someone selling your old clothes mm-hmm. for marginal profit, then it's, this is literally not going to affect you in the slightest. I think as well, you, can, you only pay the tax if um, you sell the goods for more than you bought them for. Yeah, if you're making profit. It's, 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 no. like, it's, like, it's, just, it's, just, business, it's just a business tax. It's not, yeah. there's, there's a lot of... Pa- there's like a lot of panic from Depop users and vintage users about why is the government coming for me? But they're not. They're coming from like, if you have a second-hand clothes business, and it's not new, they're not new taxes. They're basically just asking 
for tax to be collected as it should be. Because this has always been the case, right? This yeah, £1,000 allowance. Yeah. Oh, business, but you business. see, what Ed is neglecting to acknowledge is that some people might not realise that they are running a small business. How do you not realise? For you're... example, <laughs> you might... You it's might have got realize. you might have gone into cancer research and you might have picked up thousands of pounds worth of clothes. Yeah, I, no, seriously, you might have gone in and you love clothes, so you do know this. You might have gone in and you might have picked up like I don't know a Burberry uh, jacket yep. that turns out to be worth nine hundred pounds, mm-hmm. or like you could sell it on for nine hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So you buy that from the charity shop. The charity shop benefits. Bearing in mind it's already had tax paid on it to start with. This person now goes home, sells it on Depop, but because they've also sold like a couple of dirty sweaters uh-huh. at the same time, they've now got to pay tax on that. Yeah, that is yep. ridiculous. I think that's fine. No, it's not. That's not. That is ridiculous. I think it's fine. Okay. If you've got, if you've got the means. How unambitious say- is your climate policy then? If you think that like turning or like turning around secondhand goods is not like that's exactly but, where we should be aiming for and what we should be doing but I don't think I, I don't think that that's in I don't think that's in any way in conflict with the climate policy it is in conflict because what is it what if you don't like why would you do that why would anyone go to the effort now of selling their secondhand clothes because they're not going to be taxed on reach it. the 1,000 pounds when they could actually just leave it in their cupboard or just throw so it it's in the, the it's, it's thousand pounds in profits not thousand pounds in sales you need to make a, a grand in profit. Yeah, so what if they've bought that jacket for like £10 then and they sell it for £1,000, they've got to pay tax on because that Because then you're a scam artist if you're doing that. I don't know. Why? Because, because you're selling it. You might have something really valuable specific... that you've originally paid tax on. Who's, well, okay, where are they getting the Burberry jacket for a tenner? Well, some mm. blind old bint in, <laughs> you know... <laughs> And so they've got to from a charity shop. So you're, you're getting these from a charity shop. You realise it's worth a grand. You sell it from a grand. You're a bad person. Instead of you, instead of you identify this in the, in the charity shop, instead of saying to the charity, you have, you've massively misvalued this. I, you're you're merc- you're a mercenary for doing that. Instead of instead of saying to the, you could make five hundred pounds from this. Cancer research. Do you not think that you're just in the mindset of someone who hates his fellow little people rather than going for the, for the <laughs> no. really big people? Do you, know what, do you know what I'm in the mindset of? People should pay their taxes. But they have paid their tax when that was first purchased. But I they mean, are not paying that's, more. Uh, Ava, that's not... But like, okay, so why pay VAT? Why pay inheritance tax? Why pay stamp duty? All of these are taxes that happen after you've paid your income tax. No, say that again. Why pay VAT when you've... No, you always pay VAT. VAT was already paid on it. I'm saying, like, saying that you've paid tax once already, you shouldn't have to pay tax again. It's not... That's not... It's not how it works, is it? You pay... You, the second-hand taxes so all the way throughout commercial transactions. No, but I'm talking about... Okay, but, yeah, but I'm not talking about, like, fucking stamp duty. I'm talking about... Um, or capital gains. I'm talking about you might have something in your house that you've already paid VAT on. When you go to sell that again, why should you pay tax on it again? Because it's income. But it's not income. It is income. If you, it's if, not. If, if you reach that threshold, it is income. No, you're just, you're just passing it on for monetary... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> it's an exchange of goods and services <laughs> for an exchange of cash. Yeah. Incoming cash. Next, you're going to tell me that people on OnlyFans have to pay tax. <laughs> That's all really fun. In one of the threads I read, someone was like, did a thread about it. And someone replied to this tax lawyer being like, what about people on Feet Finder? <laughs> and the tax lawyer was like, I'm really sorry, I don't know enough about Feet Finder. Okay. Asking for a friend, what about Feet Finder? Do you not just think it, it is quite, to make a very FBPE point, when you could chase Amazon, Google, eBay even, right at the top, and they're, you know, missing billions of pounds of tax from their profits, why, why would you go not go after them? You want to go after, I don't know, do 100,000 little people. I just spat. Sorry, that's they're also not going after them. in germs as well. It's just they're just asking those people to pay their tax. They should pay their tax. Amazon should pay their tax. It's not new. But they're not asking Amazon to pay their tax. I think probably asking Amazon just like. No. <laughs> well, I think it's more that they're um, they're headquartered outside of the UK, aren't they? They're yeah, sort of, they don't make a very good profit, do they? They're in saying, the UK. Yeah. I don't know no. if you've heard. I don't they're, know if you've heard. Very low profits in the UK. They're saying no. Then. Well. No, they're not. Yeah, because they're sending it. I, I, I realise <laughs> Amazon will be at pains to say that they are not saying no. <laughs> when the, when okay, so you're a spokesperson for Amazon and you're a spokesperson for Reform UK. I'm a spokesperson for Woody Allen. <laughs> we all have our vices. Yeah. Okay. 
Are you I, okay? I really want to go home now. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. I think... Actually, uh, <laughs> I think you guys should do like another hour, maybe. <laughs> Bug torture together. Yeah, yeah. Can no, I'll go. You guys can we get a perspective screen. No, <laughs> I doubt that. Absolutely not. I like when you still see game shows on telly that were filmed years ago and it's all the perfect screens between contestants. What do you mean? Like Blind Date? No, like um, COVID times, like COVID era oh. partitions. <laughs> blind <laughs> Date would not work with Blind Date. <laughs> <laughs> I actually quite like those leftovers. You know, like you sometimes see a sign that says like a mask or like there'll be stickers being like one way. Yeah. I actually quite like them. It's a piece of social history. I think they're one of the, sort of, I think a lot, a lot of us have tried to expunge the memory of what happened and they're sort of little physical reminders of a time gone by that otherwise perhaps. See when we all have to wear masks. Yeah. We all have tons of them. What's happened to them? What, you want me to put oh. one on? Is that what you... <laughs> <laughs> No, but I was like, I, used to, I think I had like 10 masks. I'll give you three guesses. What? They, chuck them out. they dug a big old hole, likely somewhere in Southeast Asia, and fucking no, chucked No, I, I don't mean the government. I don't mean like PPE. I mean like I, I myself owned like maybe eight or nine fabric yeah, yeah. masks. Yeah, yeah. Where have they gone? Into the bin, into landfill. I don't, but I didn't put them in the bin. Right. <laughs> I think that's this sounds like more of a you thing <laughs> than, yeah. than like a, where have all the masks gone? I thought, no, well, no, no. You asked, I didn't realize you were saying, where are my personal masks? In which case, I don't know, have a fucking look in your cupboard. In fairness, I've moved house like twice since then. All right, so, so I, think, I think we've got to the bottom of that one then. You said we? what? You had... I've moved house twice in that time, I think. Right. In COVID times. Is that true? No, way more than that. What, moved house? Yeah. I've never been so interested. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that was really mean? Sorry. So mean. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Politics Joke podcast. Oh, thanks for listening to the Politics Joke <laughs> podcast. See you on the next one. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.